You're listening to Midlife State of Mind Podcast, hosted by Aaron Beadle and Belinda Fleming, two gals who dish on all the challenges and opportunities that come with this middle section of your life. Each episode, you'll find yourself going between laughter and tears as they cover all the topics you need to know about midlife. Welcome back to Midlife State of Mind. I'm your host, Erin Beadle. And Belinda Fleming. Welcome back to another episode of Midlife State of Mind. We are so grateful for our listeners, and I want to give a big shout out today to our listeners in London. It's very exciting for us to see the reports of who's listening, and we're just grateful for each and every one of you. Remember to hit the subscribe button on your favorite streaming platform, and give us a five-star rating if you love what you're listening to and remember to write a review. We love to hear from you and it helps us to move up in the ratings as well. We really appreciate it, you guys. Also, you can visit our website, midlifestateofmindpodcast.com. You can learn more about Belinda and myself and you can learn about our upcoming retreat in Italy in Monteregiano at EBO Retreat Center and it is in October of this year. So read all about it. Reach out to Belinda if you want to get registered for that. Why do people complain, Erin? Let's just dive right into today's episode. Oh, why do people complain? I think there's lots of reasons that people complain. I think some people are natural complainers. (laughs) (laughs) Some people, it's just a way for them to connect with someone because they feel like it brings you together. Especially if you are in a group setting and you're complaining about the same thing, you know, then you feel this camaraderie. Right. A bonding, if you will. Yeah. The definition is the expression of dissatisfaction or annoyance about something. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I get annoyed about things, but I don't always complain about them. So you can be annoyed and not complain, or you can complain when you're annoyed at every little thing, right? Well, I think it's interesting just to really figure out why people complain and see if we can find ourselves in any of the the reasons why, because there are definite factors that you can consider, as you said, in a group setting to commiserate with one another, a bonding, if you will. Also, it is maybe just based on personality type. I do think so. And you know, when we decided we were going to do this episode, we both were like, let's be really cognizant these next couple weeks on how often we complain. Yeah, personally. Each one, yeah, we definitely both said let's do this as an exercise or an experiment. One of the reasons that I think that people complain, you know, there's many reasons, but is I think it's it's almost like when they complain, they're processing their emotions around the situation, whether it's stress or frustration. And so there are several different types of complaining and one is venting. And I think venting is different than complaining. If you're a constant complainer, that is different than venting. But I do think venting could be seen as a type of complaining. It's blowing off steam. I hate every time that I go to the DMV, I have to sit there for, you know, three hours or so you're venting. And so you are just expressing your frustration over something and that helps you process it. And maybe by venting, you get it out. Recently, my oldest son called me and I've talked about this before about giving advice, especially to grown children. Mm-hmm. And he was complaining about something. At the beginning, I asked him, you know, of course, like, do you want my opinion? Or And he's like, no. And so he's like, thank you for letting me vent. And once he got it off his chest, he could move past it. I so I think that. sometimes it's, it's a way for you to process something and then you can put it behind you. Where it becomes an issue is when you continue to complain about the same thing 
and then you end up revisiting, ruminating, dwelling on the same problem. And we've all had people like this in our lives who complain about the same thing over and over again, and they never do anything. And my favorite saying, which you'll have to pardon the French, but I say shit or get off the pot. (laughs) So if you're not going to do something about it, then stop complaining. Learn how to live with it. Yeah, because we have to reflect and decide, do we complain too much? Do we complain too little? No one's ever going to say, accuse you of complaining too little. No, I don't think so. But I do think complaining is a part of communication, and it is our human nature to be able to to do that. So obviously we aren't going to go through, even you and I doing this experiment, we're not trying to not complain. We're just trying to be cognizant of how often are we complaining. And is and it, are we using it in a useful way? Yes. Is it problematic if we're complaining 20% of our day? No, that's probably not problematic. If we're solution oriented and we're using it to vent and it is not becoming a repetitive thing, like you said, where you're dwelling. Yes. Right. But if I notice that I'm complaining 50, 60, 70% of my day, that is a real problem. I think even 20% is a lot. I don't know. Well, I was just trying I mean, to like, show yeah, the extremes. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that's where there's pluses to complaining and then there's there's minuses to complaining. There's a right way to do it. So the venting is, is a right way with your confidant. So whether it's your spouse or your best friend that you call and you're like, oh my gosh, let me tell you what just happened. Blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, okay, I'm past it. Or if you're complaining to get the other person's insight to solve the problem. So then you're solution oriented. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just say when your kids are little and they're getting up during the night and you are talking to your best friend and you're like, oh my gosh, Sally got up five times last night or she comes in my room and your friend says, well, have you tried to do this? Have you tried to do that? You start brainstorming solutions. And so when you get stuck in that ruminating and that dwelling on problem, you're painting yourself as the victim then because you're staying in that victim mentality. So making a clear plan to complain more effectively is probably something that would be productive from this episode. So what would it look like to complain more effectively? Advocating for yourself. Maybe there's something that has hurt your feelings or you feel like you're not being heard or seen fully in a relationship. And so you do have to voice your opinions and maybe it does come across as complaining. But that is different than constantly griping about something. Okay, so that would be one example. Using so constructive complaining. Right. Wanting to find out, hey, can we create a solution here? My needs are getting met. Yeah. The other thing that might be an effective reason for complaining is to gain clarity about something. So if I complain to you about every time I go to Tsunami, I'm sitting there, because this is something we do weekly, (laughs) and I'm wondering why they're acknowledging me. Well, if you were supposed to check in at the hostess station first, then Maybe that's why they're not acknowledging you. So that would be giving me some clarity on a situation that I'm complaining about, but I wasn't really clear on the organization of things. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So I'm complaining, but then you're over there going, oh, well, guess what? If you just check in at the front, they will seat you and then you'll be served just like that, you know. But when when you go back there and you sit by yourself, and this is just a vague, crazy example, but it actually helps us to understand and ask someone a question and even though it comes across as complaining, but you do get clarity and then hopefully you don't have to keep complaining about whatever that is. I know that people sometimes complain about restaurants and service and things like yes. that. 
But sometimes what are we doing that, what are we bringing to the equation? Are we following their rules? Are we being kind and direct communication with whomever is our server too? So that's a whole example of where there might be constant complaining. And some people will write a really bad review on Yelp instead of just asking direct question to clarify about something that, that didn't go right. Okay. Well, I just, this is a funny little story that friend shared. She shared, a, it was a review and the lady, had wanted to get her dog groomed by a dog groomer and when she made the appointment she said the dog's name was Aladdin like the genie and when she saw the appointment they had it down as O apostrophe Aladdin and she was so mad that they got her dog's name wrong that she was like I will never go to this groomer again and gave them a bad review even though they gave good service but because they called her dog by the wrong name That is crazy. So it's like, are you always looking for something to complain about? It's like the princess and the pea kind of thing, right? She's on a bed of 20 mattresses, but she still feels that one little pea that's bugging her. She's always looking for something to complain about rather than trying to focus on all the things that went right. There's always going to be those people who 20 things can go right and one thing goes wrong. And what do they focus on? The wrong thing. Yeah. Where your focus is, is where your energy flows, right? If you are constantly looking for the things to complain about, you're going to find them Mm -hmm. because there's always going to be discomforts in life. There's always going to be something that maybe doesn't go as smoothly as you would hope. You have to learn how to be a little bit less maybe sensitive. Well, that's what brings me to my next point is when you do complain, do so in a way that's mindfully and kind and if it's a valid complaint people genuinely don't want to displease you especially if it's a service oriented type type of complaint so I think focus on primarily being positive instead of focusing on the negative which is what you just said and then also limiting the amount of time that you are constantly looking for something to complain about that is not a good use of your time I think being very objective about it so let's just say in the restaurant, for instance, and if you've had a bad experience and not being personal about it, being very objective, like this is what I experienced. Here's what happened. So I just wanted to let you know so that you can maybe better train your person. Yeah, you're complaining to clarify, right? And that's effective complaining. The other thing that is a trap for us with, you were talking about if you just are around people and you're wanting this bonding type of thing, if you're looking for people to join the negative train with you, you can always find people that are going to do that. And that isn't really healthy. It isn't really healthy commiserating with people that are going to be negative on top of your negativity. I actually want to complain to you because I know you're going to be solution oriented and you're going to be like, oh, I hate that that happened to you, but look at the bright side, right? You're not going to go, whoa, and and jump in and add And pile on. Yeah. Some of that when you were saying is complaining a personality thing is I do think that there are people that are more pessimistic, more in people that are more optimistic. I've always been an optimist, you know, and I'm not saying this as a brag or anything like that because it's not anything that I can take credit for. It's just the way I'm wired. I always try to look for the for the bright side, but not in a toxic, positive way, right? but in a way of, I always feel like there's something to celebrate or that is positive, a silver lining, if you will. Well, it's gratitude. We can always, gratitude is the antidote for too much complaining constantly. Yeah. 
constant complaining. It's actually reprogram your mind to look for things that you are grateful for. And obviously there are times when complaining is necessary. It is, but it shouldn't be. So let's let's talk about that. So what about the people who feel like they can never complain? They're the ones that are afraid. The people pleasers. People pleasers, yeah. And I am a self-professed recovering people pleaser. I'm definitely a lot better than I was even 10 years ago. I'm okay with having people be upset with me, whereas maybe earlier in my life, I didn't want to upset anyone. I just, I like everybody to get along. I'm a peacemaker. I, I love harmony. But I've learned that sometimes I do have to say, hey, that's not cool. Or no, I didn't like that when you did that. And be okay with it and not get too attached to trying to be the people pleaser. Well, you have to learn clear boundaries around communicating your dissatisfaction about something. Whether it's a service at a restaurant or the groomer or whatever. And also if it's an intimate relationship, a friendship. You have to be willing to talk about when there is dissatisfaction. Otherwise, that is unhealthy. It's unhealthy to say that I've never going to complain. Well, because it leads to resentment, I think. If you don't voice, you feel taken advantage of, or you feel like you're not being heard. Or sometimes people, I think, will think the other person's going to just be able to intuit that I'm not happy. No, that's not going to happen. We've talked about that before. But so, yeah, so I think that there is the other extreme. There's the constant complainer. And then there's the person who never wants to complain. And we want to be somewhere in the middle. Well, Well, everything in life is balanced. And every episode of whatever we're talking about on our podcast, the midlife state of mind is that middle section of life. Yeah, It's also the middle of, we want to find the middle ground. In yoga, we call it equanimity. That's my favorite word. (laughs) You know, I don't just steal your thunder just now. No, but I love, so that's like my favorite. I don't know, just even saying it, equanimity. It's like peace, no matter what's going on around you, you're able to find the peace in the chaos always because it comes from within. So you're not affected by. Well, it matters not if something is bad or good. Those are attachments and labels. So equanimity is beyond that. It's It doesn't matter if it's good, bad, or whatever. And that's where we find gratitude. That's where we find joy. Our joy shouldn't be affected by our circumstances. The joy is inner. So when we're looking at complaining, Most of the time we're complaining about things that are external, right? Things that are happening to us or around us. Or we perceive it as happening to us. Maybe it is a powerless thing. Maybe sometimes people complain because they feel powerless. Right. Would you think? It could be. It could be a sign of the people that do complain too much, so to speak, may feel powerless in their life. And it's not realistic to think that you're going to go your whole life without complaining. There's always going to be a pebble in your shoe that you're going to have to address. Yeah, you have to speak up when things aren't satisfactory. But research has shown that mindfulness, like you said, is effective in countering that rumination and dwelling, the negative kind of complaining that people can get caught up in. And we've talked about this in almost every episode is journaling. If you need to complain, (laughs) just write it. You don't have to dump on someone else. You don't ever want to be seen as, or I don't ever want to be seen as somebody that complains a lot. So if I found myself needing to, I could just type it or put it in my phone or speak it into my phone, into a notes app. And that way I can get it off my chest. I can vent. 
I used to tell my kids when they were little that there are people who are driving around, I would call them garbage trucks, and they are going to try to put their garbage on you, meaning their energy, and it's your job to have this little force field around your little self that keeps you from taking on other people's garbage. And so complaining is somebody else's garbage that they're just like, hey, I need to get rid of my garbage and so I'm going to give it to you. It's not healthy for either person to do that. I wanted to also just share the antidote would be practicing gratitude, also just mindfully addressing your dissatisfaction about something. Because we are human, we are going to have interactions with people and we'll need to speak our needs. So gratitude is the fast track to happiness and the opposite of that would be complaining is a fast track to negativity and dissatisfaction. Complaining is a habit. Guess what is a habit also? practicing gratitude. If you really want to balance the scales, if you do fall into the category of catching yourself complaining too much, then basically we can train our minds to dwell in that state of gratitude just as easily as we can train our minds to stay in a a state of dissatisfaction and complaining and negativity and all of that. The mind is like a torch shining on either the sorrows or the joy, the problems or the solutions in our life. Fortunately, we hold the torch and we get to choose where to shine it. I love that. I read something that said complaining about a problem without posing a solution is called whining. Yeah, yeah. No whiners. (laughs) It's not as eloquent as yours, but I'm like, you don't want to be a whiner, right? Absolutely. And that will limit your friends group as well. If you find yourself not having close friendships, sometimes it's because the people that take a more positive spin on life really don't want to be drawn. um, Because that garbage truck, you you don't want to be the garbage truck dumping your garbage on people. So you really, you do have to be very cognizant of how often are you complaining? Why are you complaining? And has it become a habit that you're doing it too much? So that's what our listeners, we challenge you this next week, which is what Belinda and I did. Notice when you're complaining and ask yourself why you're complaining. Is it just because you're needing a vent? Is it because you're looking for a solution or are you getting into that negative space of just ruminating and dwelling on something? You can install the positive mindset by making it a habit to practice positivity. And I know there is this whole idea that you can be too positive and then that's not realistic, right? But this was an exercise in this cute little book that I use in yoga sometimes called The Little Book of Inner Peace. And it's really just simple practices. And this one is called Taking in the Good. And it was developed by a neuropsychologist. His name is Rick Hansen. And together he brings this idea of imprinting gratitude into your neural network so that over time the temporary state of being thankful actually becomes a sustained quality in your daily life and the gratitude and being thankful going hand in hand. So at bedtime, you could maybe before you fall asleep, after you've said your prayers or meditation or whatever your nighttime routine is, just take a moment to actually begin to imprint gratitude. And then when you wake up in the morning, holding on to a memory from the day before, that was a positive interaction. Imagining that you are a sponge and you're soaking up the moments that happened yesterday, today, moments that you look forward to that fill your heart with joy and gratitude. Just think of of your heart and your mind and your soul as a sponge, just soaking up those kinds of things. 
and then holding on to those feelings for about 20 seconds as you breathe breathe in and breathe out. That is a way to imprint this gratitude and thankfulness and break the habit of focusing too much on all the things that you're dissatisfied in your life with. And we want to be solution oriented with our complaining, but when it becomes problematic, then we need to tap into some other ways to instill positivity. I love that. A sponge. So be a sponge. (laughs) Soak up all the good stuff in life. We thank you guys for listening and we hope you all have a great week and we'll see you next week. All right. Bye now. This has been an E-Squared production.